Um, my name is Will Rodriguez. That is my beautiful and loving wife of 30 years, Wilma. Will and Wilma. That was my pickup line, and it worked. It did. She fell for it. Um, I am one of the elders here at Grace Community Church, recently appointed. Thank you. And uh, the first Hispanic elder. Thank you. <laughs> the first Puerto Rican elder. Thank you. Um, and it's an honor and a privilege, and it's one of this, the most humbling things I've done in my life. And, and I really am. Um, I'm up to the task, and I thank God for that privilege of serving. An elder serves. That's what we do. We serve. Um, I'm a father. We have, four, we have three children of our own and another half a dozen that we helped raise. They're all happily married. We're empty nesters, a couple of dogs, and that's a lot of fun. We're going to talk about that later on in our breakout. For those of you that may be there, I see most of you are younger than me, so than us. So um, I don't expect a large group, but uh, we have things we can share. Um, I'm an elementary school teacher also, Title I. That means poor children, low income. I have it all. I have emotionally disturbed students. I have students that have been abused. Students have seen things that most of us have not seen or lived. This is my daily bread. And we're up to the task because we see it as a ministry. We're missionaries there, and we work with We break the law every day because every day we pray for them and with them. And, um, and um, what I'd like to say is I want to talk about parent conferences real quick. Usually the parents that come to a parent conference are the ones that don't need to come, the ones where their kids are working fine. You guys are those parents. You're here. You, I, I know in my heart you're all going through things, but you've got, you've got a handle. You've got it. You're here. You could be playing golf or chores or fun yard work or all sorts of things, but you've taken the time to come, and we appreciate that as a church and the leadership here. We do. Because that means you're interested in learning. And as an elder and an older man, I'll tell you this. Never stop learning. Never stop being teachable. Never. There's always something that you need to be reminded of. We're like children to the Lord. And we always need to be reminded and challenged and taught. Um, as a teacher, uh, Friday was an interesting day. I've had asthma all week. I've been struggling with it. That's why I'm sounding kind of, I'm not sounding cool. This is my asthmatic voice. And um, so I have all these meds. And if anyone's worked with that, you know, they, they get you hyper and crazy. You don't sleep, whatever. So um, three teachers are out. So we split the kids. So I've got almost 30 children in my classroom with asthma. And I got the special kids, too, the difficult-to-love kids. And um, you roll with it. You learn how to handle it. You put it in God's hands, and you take care of the urgent, and you don't worry about the important that can come later. What I want to say is being a parent is a little bit like that. You have a plan. You know what you want to do with your children, with your family. You have this ideal. You have these ideas and these, these goals. But the truth is, your children, your family, they're individual people. They have their own, their own heart, their own ideas, their own mind. And we know this. And we have to be very, very, very flexible and, and open to what God is telling you about your children and your family and how to handle things. Um, my kids were going to be a doctor, a lawyer, and an engineer. 
Didn't get any of that at all. Not even close. Not even close. Um, I had to change. I had to learn. I had to humble myself. I had to recognize that they were each individual special beings that God had created and had lent to us and that it was our privilege and our honor to disciple them and to train them and to work with them and to teach them and to model. An elementary school teacher, you model all day. Even when you're tired and hungry and have had a 10-minute lunch and you have 30 kids calling for your attention and fighting and throwing things and going nuts. And it's Friday and they're tired too because we've had a week of testing. Yay, testing. Thank you, Texas. Testing. And so, um, and you're modeling. You're modeling behavior and conduct and attitude. And you're breaking up fights. And it's the same with the family. So anyway, I want to keep this really short because I was praying and I said, Lord, I know what I want to say. What do you want to say? And um, this is what I feel in my heart. We need a chance to understand that no matter how well you plan and how well you're organized, we're all going to make mistakes and we've made mistakes and we're making mistakes probably right now. And that's okay. We made it. We made all these mistakes, left the baby alone. Um, I got a call. One, I got, a, I got a, uh, an email from my son's uh, science teacher about how they caught him copying in a test. Yeah. I'm a teacher. This lady knows me. Okay, how did that feel? And how did I handle it? And how did I feel? And, 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 and just the, the realization that he's human and he made that mistake. And then God reminding me that, hey, buddy, you did that too when you're in high school. You copied and you got busted, didn't you? See, and it's very humbling. The difference is my father uh, was not a believer and he handled it the way fathers back in the day did with the belt and the whole thing. And I had to handle it different. And I did. And he learned. Um, he never did it again, as far as I know. <laughs> no, he turned out fine. Uh, but he had to have his own mistake. He had to go through, through this embarrassing thing. And he got busted. And what did she say when she busted him? Huh, you're copying. And your parents are teachers, okay, good, right in front of everybody. Because um, my wife is also an educator. And we made all the mistakes. Um, we've not been there for them always. We've given the wrong advice. We haven't caught the signs of a problem. But through it all, there's one constant. Because we humble ourselves to the Lord and we seek his face, and that's the first place you go. My brothers and sisters, if there's someone that does not know the Lord, well, today's the day. And we say, Lord, help me. What do I do? Guide me. Give me wisdom. Open my eyes. And you have to humble yourself. We work as a team. We got each other's back. And when my wife says, you need to do this, you need to watch this, you need to humble yourself, I have to be, as a man, I was, I was raised old school. I'm ex-military. I was raised inner city. And dad's word was his bond. I mean, with a look, he could silence you. And I'm talking about 16, 17, 18. That's the way it used to be, at least in some families. And... um. 
And then as a man to humble myself and do whatever it takes, including go to my child and say, I'm so sorry I said that to you. I'm so sorry I raised my voice that way. I'm so sorry I uh, embarrassed you in front of you, whatever it is, whatever it was. And also with mom too, okay? That humbling. And our experience in all these years of raising our children has been when we walk with the Lord in humbleness and humility, he makes things right. He gets it right. There are promises in the word of God and they never, have never failed. Our kids are great kids. They love the Lord. They're not perfect, but neither are their parents perfect. And it works out fine. Okay? It works out fine. They're not doing exactly what we wanted or what we envisioned, and that's okay. Because they're doing what they feel they need to do and what God is leading them to do. Um, I'll give you a short, short example. I come from a generation where tattoos were not popular. Pirates had tattoos. Islanders had tattoos. Navy men had tattoos. And people in gangs had tattoos in my generation. But in the current generation, tattoos are an artistic expression, right? A personal expression of art. And many great people sitting right here have probably have tattoos. Some of our pastors probably. Jonathan, do you have tattoos? Can we see any of them? If you do, just, just curious, dude. Um, so I always thought, well, none of my kids are going to get tattoos because, you know, this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to do any graffiti on the temple or any piercing, which is vandalism. And um, some of my kids have tattoos and piercings. And initially, I had a fit. And my wife, my loving wife, had to sit me down and say, pick your battles. She loves God. She's an honor student. She, she works hard. She's doing things okay. And you're going to fight over a tattoo. I'm not even going to tell you what it was. It's a silly tattoo. The first one. Should I say it, Ma? It doesn't matter. This is like Vegas. You know that, right? What we say here stays here. So, Eric, thank you for sharing. Whatever we say here, okay. It was a Batman symbol tattoo. Batman. You know, the... the... And one day I looked at it and said, cute in your 20s, interesting in your 30s, dumb in your 40s, ridiculous in your 50s. You're going to get that taken away, taken care of anyway. Um, but she's continued, and, and the latest one says, Cristo te ama, which is Christ loves you. And I love that one. I kind of dig that one myself. I won't do it. But you learn to change, or you drown, and you fight, and you butt heads, and you become enemies. Pick your battles. Okay. What I want to do really quickly, because I would love to go to the breakout sessions. Um, I'd like us to pray together. Is that okay? You don't have to repeat it if you don't want to. I would like you to, though. Um, it's not my prayer original. It's not an original prayer. But as a teacher, you learn, <laughs> you learn to borrow things from, don't reinvent the wheel. Whatever is out there, if it works, Go for it. And as a parent, too. Okay, you don't have to stand. Close your eyes. Repeat after me. Father God, 
I confess all unbelief, pride, and selfishness. I confess fear and lack in faith to you. I refuse to listen to my thoughts and feelings. Father, help me believe what scripture says about me. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. There is no condemnation to me because I am in you. Every single past, present, and future sin has been forgiven and cleansed by your precious blood. Father God, your love for me is perfect, unconditional, and endless. For that reason, I have nothing to be afraid of. Nothing can touch my family or touch me unless it is filtered through you. I believe with all my heart that all things will sooner or later work for my good and for your glory. You are faithful, even when I am not, and you promise never to leave me. Lord God, you know everything about me. Nevertheless, you accept me just as I am. You have made me special, one of a kind, to fill your plan. Thank you, Holy God, for my family and my life, which you designed as part of your perfect plan. I will not be foolish by comparing my family with others. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who lives within me to give me the power, the desire, and the ability to obey you. Your strength is adequate for every task, and your grace is sufficient for every trial. I can do all things through you, Lord Jesus. You have given me all spiritual blessings. I am complete in you. Father God, I am blessed to be called your child, and I belong to you. My life and my family are your responsibility. I give myself completely to you. Whatever is accomplished in and through my life, you'll have to do it. Thank you, Lord, for the confidence and the peace that you give. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. This is a prayer of confession. Recognizing that we are in God's hands. That we're special. The Bible does not promise you a perfect life. The Bible doesn't even promise you that you will be happy. The Bible does, does speak about the glory of God and serving God. And our experience has been the more that we work together as a family for God's glory, the happier we've been. We've lived a good life.
I didn't need my kids to be these mega professionals writing books and all this. But we're, they're happy and we're happy. We're satisfied. We're fulfilled. We're at peace. We're in a good place. And that's a good place to be. Okay? It wasn't perfect. It wasn't neat. It has, it's been messy. The leadership here knows. They've seen. They've witnessed. But that's okay. As long as you put Christ first. Seek the Lord with all your heart. Protect your marriage. Single parents. Surround yourself by a surrogate family, by those that can help you with godly advice, single moms especially, okay? Get that family, get that friends. Parents with children of disabilities, get that help. Don't do it alone. Half my students have disabilities, mental, emotional, physical. And one of the problems is that the parents go it alone and they just, they can't handle it. No one can. Get the help. Be humble. Men, men, get into a relationship with other men, older men, experienced men. Ask them the hard questions. How do I handle this? What do you think? What should I do? I've done it all my life, and it's been a big blessing. I'm almost 60 years old. I have years of college, all this experience, and I still seek counsel from those that are, I consider to be wiser than me. Or older, like Pastor Gary. <laughs> okay. But I do, and I will never stop because there's always something to learn, always something to be reminded of. I'd like to pray now and give you a blessing. So um, close your eyes, please. Father God, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you that we've taken the time to come, to learn, to grow, to heal. Lord, and I just want to bless this group with a spiritual blessing, Lord. I want to bless them with peace, Lord, your peace that comes from a relationship with you, from walking with you, Lord. I want to bless them with hope that they might put their hope in you and not in their plans and in their goals, but in you, Lord. I want to bless them with protection from the enemy. Surround them with your angels, Lord. Surround their homes with their angels, with your mighty angels, Lord. Fill them with your Holy Spirit, God. I pray that they would have hunger and um, to seek you with all their hearts through prayer and fasting, Lord, and reading of your scripture. I pray that you would just anoint them, Lord. Anoint their efforts as parents, as spouses, Lord, and they would do everything for your glory and your good, Lord, and that you would bless their families. Thank you, Lord, for the time they've taken. Thank you, Lord, for giving this, us up, this opportunity to, to glorify your name through this conference, Lord. Father God, I pray that no one leave today without something that they can use, something they've been challenged with or reminded about, Lord, or something that needs to be changed, Lord. I pray that we would be humble, Lord, and that we repent of all sin and all hidden sin, Lord, Anything that we need to take care of, that we would take care of it today, Lord, in a spirit of humility, Lord, and that you would just cleanse us with your blood and you would forgive us, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. We love you. We respect you, Lord. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Gracias, Señor.
tu nombre, gloria.